everybody. Welcome back to our podcast. We're so glad you're here today. And this is going to be an exciting one because we're going to talk about something that we've personally walked through over the last year or so. Yeah, for sure. Drum roll. The topic that we're talking about is how to avoid disappointment. Now, disappointment is something that can be super, super multi-layered. There are many reasons for disappointment, but I think we can all agree, Leilani, that Disappointment is bad. Disappointment is really bad. It wrecks you emotionally. It causes you to not be able to do things that normally on an everyday basis you'd be able to, you know? Yeah, and I think every single person on this planet has experienced disappointment in one way or the other. I mean, I don't know anyone that hasn't been disappointed. How we respond to disappointment, like other things, is super, super important. It is really important how we respond. And um, I believe when we were talking earlier about how to overcome disappointment and how to deal with the disappointment in our lives. You mentioned about something that you had gone through last year. Do you want to share a little bit about that? Right. How many of you know that um, marriage is a huge transition? And, and we had a lot of things that were happening, a lot of things that were taking place. And one thing that I began to notice was that people in my life began to transition out of my life. People who were very present in everything that I was doing, all of a sudden were doing the opposite, you know? And there's actually this one memory that I have where someone that we consider a really good friend, all of a sudden started talking about things that were very insulting, kind of hurtful. And I actually went into kind of like a pain cave of, of different kinds. You know, you've got Elijah who goes into the cave, David goes into the cave. I think we all have those moments where we want to retreat back and figure out, you know, what's going on. Well, yeah, I think especially this is important for prophetic people because mm -hmm. a lot of people who call to be prophets or operate under the prophetic anointing, a lot of them experience a lot of rejection and judgment from other people. And that's where a lot of disappointment can creep in because you can be like, God, how can you use me in this way when these people don't even acknowledge my value or acknowledge mm -hmm. my worth? Yeah, that's such a huge and important connection with the fact that prophetic people, and, and just to remind everybody that prophetic people, you don't have to be a prophet to be a prophetic right. person. At the very basis, it's you're hearing what God is saying. And that's such an interesting thing because when you're hearing God's voice, God is always moving people forward. We're never, right. when we're in God, nothing stays the same. And so when you're moving forward, not everybody is gonna be on board with forward movement because by default, all of us, you, me, we're all comfortable. We like to be comfortable. We like to stand still a lot of times. And that doesn't change the fact that we shouldn't be held mm -hmm. accountable for our words or our actions or anything like that. It's just that we have to understand that some people maybe in our life currently or that have been in our life in the past, they're not going to always understand the process or the direction that we're going in. Mm -hmm, exactly. They're not going to understand. And so this is the, the main thing that we were talking about in the car was disappointment a lot of times comes from unrealistic expectations of those that are in our life. For sure. So unrealistic expectations would be you expect somebody to respond a certain way to something that you are doing. And when they don't, what creeps in? That disappointment, disappointment. Yeah. you know, rejection, all of those different things start brewing. And if you really take a step back and you look at the situation, number one, that is unfair to the other person totally. because um, more often than not, they don't understand that you have this expectation uh, in your mind about the way that they're supposed to react to you. And then two, it's also unfair to you as well because mm -hmm. you set yourself up for allowing that disappointment to creep in, which 
in essence, can derail your destiny. Yeah, and and that's the important thing too. And that's what I found in my personal life even last year was I got so caught up in what I had grown to expect from other people. Um, and here's the thing is that it's not always unfounded. You know, you, you interact with people and communication is not just verbal. There's a lot of things where you build a history with other people. And sometimes people will move opposite to their nature and their history with you. Um, but it's really like a gut check and reality check. And that was for me a huge reality check because all of a sudden I started seeing different areas where I had been relying maybe to an unhealthy degree on people's expectations, people's opinions of me, um, and also my expectations on them of what they would provide for me relationally. And this happens all the time and it's super subtle. But, you know, sometimes we need those seasons like I went through last year where it was like every single area that I turned, it was almost like that was happening over and over again. And that was something that for me was, I, I'm not going to lie, like it hurt a lot. And Leilani can uh, tell you the truth. Like I sulked around our house for weeks and days and I, you know, it wasn't all at once, you know, so I would take Leilani by surprise. Today's a sulking day, Leilani. They're all against me, you know, and the next day everything's all good and all right. Um, but then what I began to realize was why is it that I'm giving everyone else power except for me? Right. Because you're, you know, we're not supposed to allow the opinions of other people to get in the way of the things that we're supposed to do. Because if, mm -hmm. so I don't want to talk about the specifics of the situation that David went through, but basically what it was doing is here, David was reaching certain levels of promotion within, um, his own ministry and different things. All these open doors were happening for him. And, um, some of the things that were beginning to get said about him or said to him, all of these different things came in all of these things came in and what they did was they tried to discourage the fact that David was actually called to be a prophet and a, uh, a man of God who was going to be able to reach nations. And that has been the prophetic word over his, his life since what you were 12. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, here David has a history of receiving all these prophetic words. And, and that, that brings us to another thing is when you receive a prophetic word and things don't happen the way that you expect them to, that's another way that disappointment can come in. Right, exactly. And so, you know, God has a big plan for you because what what do they say about your prophetic word about the prophets? We see the end of the picture. Yeah, right? at the beginning. At the beginning. So we, you know, as prophets, and, and when you get a prophetic word, the, the journey that you take mm -hmm. in order to get to the end of that, that um that word, no, we don't know what it's going to look like for you. Mm -hmm. I mean, we don't even know what it looks like for ourselves. No. And so we're all on this path of learning this process and making sure that we, we do exactly what God has called us to do. And, um, you know, a lot of people, cause I, I grew up in ministry and I have seen so many people get out of ministry and fall into sin and do all of these things in their life. And it's because the prophetic word that they had on their lives, they didn't, when, when life came in and attacked them, they allowed the life, the, the, they allowed the disappointment to creep in. They allowed the shame. They allowed all of these things to creep in and derail them from receiving that prophetic word. And it's so like crazy because like David was saying, like disappointment can creep in. It can be so subtle, mm -hmm. but if you are not careful with how you respond 
to that disappointment, it really can kill your destiny. So, you know, that's actually a really important part that you mentioned about derailing your destiny. And that's when you realize when all of a sudden these outside factors are causing delay to come into your life, or all of a sudden you're missing out on certain opportunities, that's a clear indication that your response to the situation may need a little bit of adjusting. And that's what I had to do personally in my life is I needed to adjust so that the situations did not derail my destiny, but taught me the lessons and brought things inside of me that I needed to learn in order to be able to let it promote me instead of hold me back, you know? Right, because the truth is, is there's warfare all around us. Everywhere. And just because you are a prophet or just because you are a Christian does not mean that you are exempt or somehow invisible to the fact that warfare is going to come and attack you. It is. Um, so really, it's how it, it's you choosing how you respond to the warfare. You don't allow yep. offense to come because that's what happens, especially with disappointment. You know, people, they get offended because the other person didn't respond in the way that maybe we thought they should have. And so all of a sudden you are offended and you cut off the relationship with them and, yeah. and all of these things begin to creep in. And, and, and that's actually super important because you mentioned like warfare and that got me like, okay, so I'm jazzed about the warfare part because take it away, babe. Okay. So the warfare is something that is inevitable and it is a part of life. It is any, it's the main characteristic for anything uh, requiring building or starting something new and fresh. And I'm going to be honest, there's so many powerful, amazing men and women of God. There's many Christians, there's many prophets uh, that have done amazing things for God, but you're called to do something different. You're called to take things to another degree. And so with anything new, there's going to be a level of warfare and if we can use even a different word, there's just resistance. Resistance, for there's, sure. There's tons of resistance to be able to do it. And here's where I have had to grow up in a lot of ways. And so many people that I work with have had to come up in their way of thinking is that the prophetic is not meant to cause you to avoid pain or conflict. It's not meant to be able to do those things. What it actually does is it gives you a word for, from God, which is the heart of God for the situation, so that you can be strengthened to overcome the resistance that's there. So it's not the avoidance of conflict. It's not the avoidance of warfare. It's all about creating you to be strengthened to respond in the correct way that elevates you. And so even like last year, you know, because just a little bit, we're not going to go into too many details, but there was this person that in one season of my life brought tremendous healing in my life. And this was a person that really encouraged me and, and even uh, helped me in so many different situations in my life. And on the surface was very supportive of who I was. And then all of a sudden I found out that they were going to all of these different people, all of these different churches uh, and basically saying, oh no, you don't want him. He's not qualified. And um, you know, you actually want me to come and you want me to do these different things. And he was actually taking um, speaking engagements and invitations right from underneath me without me even knowing it. And it was a huge season of betrayal. But for me, I had to all of a sudden now make a mind shift. Now it's not a victim mentality where it's like, oh, woe is me. Someone that I trusted has now maybe betrayed me or let me down, you know? Well, you know what's interesting is I think for a lot of people, their first reaction when going mm -hmm. through a situation like that is to confront. Oh, totally. And... You know, whenever David was going through this and given my personality type where I have no problem confronting. Leilani is an Enneagram 8. Yeah. So I, again, I mean, I love conflict. I have no issue with it. I think conflict should be, you should always like find a result after you like have a she confrontation. She has a <laughs> verbal armory prepared for any level I of do. conflict. I do. But surprisingly enough, um, you guys, I actually don't 
use my my confrontation side unless I know it's the Lord. Mm-hmm. And um, when David was going through that, of course, everything in me wanted to like be like, oh my gosh, David, like you should fight him. <laughs> you should like <laughs> you need to get defensive, like all of these things. But when I took a step back at the situation and I looked at it for what it is, is we just saw insecurities. Yeah. And when you see someone who is battling with insecurities and trying to do all like you doing all these hateful things or or, or just even things that are against their own personality, mm-hmm. you have to look at it and you almost in a way you have to have like extreme compassion for That's them. That's the key, compassion. Yeah. yeah, compassion for them because when you begin, when you switch off that, oh, I want to fight you, I want to get in your face and like put you in your place, and you say, okay, God, let me see this individual through your mm-hmm. eyes. Let me see your heart for that individual. And that's something that's really helped me, especially when it comes to confronting. Cause I actually, I hardly ever confront at this moment in my life because again, it's just, it's not always in the heart of God. Yes. I need to stand up for justice and righteousness, but at the same time, I don't have to go after everyone that tries to come against me or my family. Yeah. And and that's just so key is having that compassion dimension of what you're talking about. Because conflict from the wrong place and position of your heart can cause either produce life or produce death. And that compassion is really huge, even for someone who doesn't like to confront, you know? So for me, I, my default is never to confront. My default is, you know what? I'm going to try to make things over better. I'm going to smooth it over. We're going to, and if that doesn't work, we're going to ignore the situation is happening. And if that doesn't work, then I'm just going to let it fester and grow on the inside of me. But here's the thing is that then if you allow that to happen and when you go to confront, you're going to be devoid of the compassion that's necessary in order to bring restoration. Because at the end of the day, I have to realize that God loves me. He also loves the other person in this situation. And his heart is for restoration, or at least for both of us to come into a place of healing, you know? Yeah, for sure. You mentioned about how you will sometimes just let it fester inside of you. And I think that a lot of people are actually like that. Yeah. And, um, that's why I want to go back to what I said about asking God to show you mm-hmm. this person through his eyes. And I know for a fact that as you begin to pray that every single time you are faced with a difficult situation or someone offends you, someone betrays you, all of those things, I know that God will guide you on how to deal with the situation. And even if it's something that you have to deal with internally or even something you have to deal with externally, I know for a fact that God will yeah. will give you the wisdom in right. order to, to be able to deal with that. Yeah. Seeking God's heart in the situation is huge because it puts your priorities in the right place. And that's like a big thing, you know, for us as a family is we always want to make sure that our um, outcome is not necessarily, hey, you know, are we doing what we think or envision or my, my, our mind should be happening? But God, what is your heart in the midst of this? And how do we be able to answer that? And that comes in with managing our disappointment with people by having right, uh, right heart motives, right position with him and saying, okay, God, you know, my number one choice would have been to not allow this disappointment to have happened in the first place. Right. I would have preferred if this person did not talk smack about me, or it could be less intense than that. I wish that my friend did not ghost on me for three straight months, you know, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden now through one of the most difficult times in my life, uh, he wasn't there or she wasn't there to be able to support me. You know, even disappointments like that, like our initial flesh would be like, I don't want to go through that discomfort or that resistance. 
But the lesson on the other side of that, where instead of saying, I want to avoid pain, but God, what is your heart for me in this situation, puts you in a totally different headspace and also spiritually in a totally different position where now you can lead from that season instead of being a victim to that season, you know? And yeah, I just feel like this is like a really healing moment too for some people because I know that there are many of us out there who in the past we haven't dealt with disappointment in the correct way. And I believe that this is that moment in time where number one, forgive yourself. There's no turning back. God has already forgiven you. And number two is just allow God to begin to speak to you. If if it's with a family member, if it's with even your spouse, your children, um, your coworkers, whatever it is, I know that as As you begin to use these tools and you begin to pray this over your life, I know that God's going to bring a lot of healing into those areas in your life. And I even believe that he's going to begin to show you some things in your heart that maybe you've buried deep inside and said, I didn't realize that this was a root issue in my life. I believe that God's going to begin to show that to you and you're going to begin to be aware and know how to deal with it. That way you can become a whole person. Yes, absolutely. And you know, if that's you and you're you're kind of in, feeling like these different emotions and you're remembering these experiences, you know, we want you to know that we're praying for you, that we're going to begin to, you know, hopefully be able to walk you through through this podcast and things um, through some of these situations because there's so many levels to this. But the the number one thing, like Leilani said, is that God's heart is really for you. And even if you've experienced pain or rejection from other people, it does not uh, exempt you. It does not keep you separate from the love that God has for you in this moment. So I just want to go ahead. I think we should probably pray for some people that, that are going through this. Father, I pray for every single one that has experienced some of the most crazy warfare seasons over the last year that they've ever had in their life. Father, where people that were supposed to be there in their life were all of a sudden absent, or even those that they thought were friends betrayed them and did horrific things to betray their trust. Father, I pray right now that you are the one that restores and brings healing in the face of tremendous pain. So Father, I pray right now, God, even that we let go of every bit of offense, every bit of wounding that has come as a result of these seasons of betrayals or disappointments. Father, because we want to let go of that so we can make room for your healing, for your anointing to be able to restore our hearts. And uh, I just pray that over you in Jesus' name. Now, here's some things, because we never want to just give you like these big hypotheticals or or these, you know, pie in the sky ideas. We want to give you some practical things. And so for that, Leilani, I think you are the most equipped to have practical keys on how people can deal with disappointment. Practical ways on how we can deal with disappointment. Um, Number one, I am a firm believer is that you have to choose Mm -hmm. your battles. You have to choose if you allow that disappointment to creep in. Um, The second thing is you need to pray. I mean, like, honestly, like, I like I don't take it lightly like you you have to pray and seek God mm-hmm. in those moments and and honestly if you feel that the disappointment or the issue um it has gotten way out of control I mean I think that it's perfectly okay to to bring it to a third party don't yeah. don't you agree with that yeah bring it to a leader absolutely you know and again you know these are specific you know it depends on the situation it does. 
and you have to really hear the heart of God you know, on those things. But sometimes bringing a third party in is, is just the best way to go. It really is a non-biased third party um, mm-hmm. with, you know, d- no judgments, um, n- loves you, wants to see you succeed. Mm-hmm. And also too, I think, you know, I just really felt you, you need to forgive yourself. Um, mm-hmm. You know, none of us are perfect. We're always learning. Every day we're learning. Every day we're growing. Um, if you've done this in the past, um, you have to just let it go. I mean, yeah. there's no other simpler way or other way that I can really say yeah. it. It's just you have to let it go. Yeah, and letting it go is so important. And, you know, it's going to feel contrary to your nature when you do it. And you're going to have the fight super hard to let it go. And it's going to be not just a one-time decision, but sometimes it may take months of when that memory comes in or when that situation comes in, you literally war against your default, which is to raise whatever warfare you need to <laughs> to crush the other person to be able to let it go. And but you know, I'll tell you the truth is that you know, bringing that situation that that I went through full circle is that things began to really go gangbusters for me when I allowed myself to let it go, and it was a fight. It was like me having these flare-ups where I thought I had dealt with it, I had let it go, but then something would trigger me. I'd be like, see, it's just like that one time, you know? <laughs> it's just like this. And But then all of a sudden, I can't tell you the exact moment when I let it go, but the emotional charge behind it left me. Well, didn't you just feel so free? I did. I felt super free, almost to the point where it was like it happened to someone else. And I looked at it and I could see all of the sides and I looked at it and I saw it for what it was, which was that I had grown so much more with that situation. I had become much more able to handle things like never before than if that situation didn't happen. But I mean, even on a spiritual level, I came to a whole different level of awareness of God's voice in his hand. And then on top of that, what this particular person took away or what I thought he had taken away from me or what he had stood in the way uh, of me getting or whatever, God ended up coming after I had been able to let it go and gave me like 10 times more than what I could have imagined. Like, you know, one of the things I was like, ah, this situation robbed me of opportunity. Then once I dealt with it, Dozens of opportunities began to roll in. So in your case, we look at a situation where we're like, oh my gosh, like that was like my window. That was my door. But in reality, God has a much bigger window for you. He has a much bigger door. And it's, you know, of course, the position of our heart, the motive Mm -hmm. of our heart, as long as we, we align that with God's heart, I know that all of the disappointment, all of the things that we look at it, that is just, it's just another bump in the road, but it's mm-hmm. something that I can get through because I know that on the other side, God has something bigger for me. Yes. And, and even as we're just wrapping up here, let it go is really, really important. And the one other key that I can really be able to contribute here is to make sure that you give yourself enough compassion to walk through the process. For sure. And at the same time, understand that negative situations and confrontations and disappointment is not an indictment against you as a person or your value. And that's kind of one thing that I want you to make sure you avoid at all costs is to get into this 
weird spiral of negative talk and negative thoughts that says, see, maybe what they're saying means that I'm defective or there's something wrong with me. Why does this keep happening? You know, because then you get down on yourself and you cut yourself off from the voice of God that will come and say, listen, you know what? This is some, what I'm doing. This is how we can navigate. It never is meant to get you to question your value. And I want you to know that this in no way indicates that you're defective or you're broken or anything. It's just that God wants you to be able to come to a level of wholeness in him where you're going to begin to realize the amazing gifts that you don't even realize you have yet. But you know, God's really interesting that way. He uses confrontation to uncover the things in us that we didn't realize were there. So true. I think that's all we have for you guys today. We appreciate you all listening in with us and we can't wait to be with you guys again soon. Yeah, see ya. (laughs) 